church from the Earl B. Chesterless King Father to him. Amen. Amen. So honored to be here for all the wonderful preachers that preached before me. Thank you for making my job easy. I want to thank God for my mother, Pastor Akita Fiamana, for coming with me. And Sister Moore coming as well. John chapter 19, verse 28. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I first. May have your seats. Amen. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Neighbor. His subject is. Subject is. From vinegar. From vinegar. To victory. To victory. Right. Amen. Several Amen. years ago, I was reading a man by the name of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He said, when God calls a man, he calls him to come and to die. He said it in his book, The Cost of Discipleship. When we look at the life of Jesus, it is showing us that he decided to come all the way down to save you and I. When we look at what is going on this week, we're celebrating for him going to a place called Calvary. We're celebrating that he decided to come to an old rugged cross. When I think of this quote, when he said, when God calls a man, he calls him to come and to die. I realize that, yes, we're here and we're preachers and pastors standing here, but there was a death that had to happen within us. What I realize is that sometimes things have to die for us to live in ministry. There are moments where we have to stand and deliver the word, but we're bleeding while we're leading. There are moments where we're trying to minister, but yet we're going through personal struggles, but yet God called us. I remember I was having a conversation with someone. I remember I was being ordained to be a reverend, and someone said, how can you be that? I said, you got to understand, God called me. I didn't call myself, but when God calls you, that is the step of approval. People do not give you what you need, but only God is the only one. So you see, we hear he said, God calls me and called him to come and to die. Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, is here on the cross. And he said, I thirst. Now, when we look at this first part of the show, it said, after this. What I want to deal with what happened before this. We understand that Jesus, when we have, when we read it, the four Gospels, he had the Last Supper. And as he was at the Last Supper, he told them, this is my blood and this is my body. And then he told them, one of you is going to betray me. They stepped questioning, saying, Lord, is it I? Is it me? Is it me? But they did not realize that all of them had the potential to betray him. But Judas was the one assigned to betray him. Uh, then after he goes through the Last Supper, he comes to a place called Gethsemane. When you study the Aramaic of Gethsemane, it means oil pressed. Jesus was the olive that was being crushed 
for God to be used. Many people want to have great titles, but no one wants to go through crushing. No one wants to be crushed. When I look at flowers, flowers are crushed to make perfume. When I look at juice, juice is orange fruits are squeezed to make juice. And diamonds are coming, bring squeezed through coals. But when God calls us, he squeezes us to produce oil. Uh, but then after he goes to a place called Gethsemane, he is arrested and betrayed by the band named Judas. Judas comes and kisses him, and then he's betrayed. Have you ever noticed that betrayal comes from those who sit at your table? Betrayal comes from those who have your last name sometimes. Betrayal is those who know you personally. So after he goes through going through betrayal, he goes through six illegal trials. Now, if I can use my sanctified imagination, I could imagine that if he had Johnny Cochran there, he would have won the case, but he was here in illegal trials. So after he goes through these illegal trials, he's here on an old rugged cross. Now we're here at the cross. We're here to celebrate the cross. But I want to really deal with something right now as a part right here parenthetically is that we have to deal with also the crib. Now, when we look at Christmas, that is the only time we talk about the crib. But then when we look at Resurrection Sunday, that's the only time we talk about the cross. But if I can roll back to what I was reading from a theologian, he said we have to talk about the crib and the cross. And I was reading, he said the crib and the cross is made from the same wood. So when we look at the wood, we realize that Jesus comes into this world in a manger. He's laid on on wood. Now what baffles my little mind is that as he's dying, he's laid on wood. It amazes me how Jesus is a carpenter. What does that mean? He deals with hammer, nails, and wood. But then we realize that at the end of his life, he's dealing with nails in his hands and a hammer, and he's laid on wood. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But then we understand that he is here dying on the cross. Yeah. Now Jesus we know is fully man and fully God. He is yes, not sir. like yes, the sir. Greek mythology who says that he's half man and half God. No, he's fully man and fully God. Well, what does yes, that mean? That means that he's hungry but yet he is the bread of life. Uh, he's yes, thirsty but yet he's the living water. Yet yes, on one yes, side sir. he's sick but on the other side he is healed. He has yes, heaven and, he- and, and earth in him at the same time. One theologian would say he is the homoousios. What does that mean? He's the same substance as God. So yes, he was performing miracles as human, but he also was standing as God. Everyone say purpose. When we look at the life of Jesus on earth, it was 33 years. 30 years of private Time, three years of public ministry, but yet in these three hours, he is in his purpose. Let me say that again 30 years, he's private, he's not healing, he's not doing anything. In three years, he's in public, but yet in these three hours, he's in his purpose. But I noticed that Jesus is in his purpose, but yet he's by himself. The 5,000 that he fed was not there. Lazarus was not there. The ones that he gave to those in need was not there, but yet 
He's by himself. So Jesus is here saying, I thirst. He obeyed the scriptures. When we look at the scriptures, the Old Testament kept speaking of someone is coming. Well, we know that Adam and Eve got into some trouble and then Noah got into some trouble. Then Abraham got into some trouble. Then Moses got into some trouble. Then Joshua got into some trouble. Then he sent some prophets and he sent judges, but yet that did not fix it. But what did God do in his mighty mind? He decided to come all the way down 42 generations. The scriptures said that he was going to come. Psalm 69, 15 says, they put gold in my food and gave me vinegar for thirst. His mouth was dry at the cross, but yet he still said, I thirst. Uh, But then we understand that Jesus comes and he is the living water. There was a woman who was at the well and was asking for a drink and Jesus said the water that I give you shall never thirst again. Yes, we're living in a time where thirsty but if you have a cup of Jesus it will satisfy your thirst. Jesus who is the one who created the heavens and the earth is thirsty. Jesus who is the one who created heaven and earth he's here saying I thirst. Jesus the one who is the living water is now thirsty. Uh, But then I noticed that Jesus made water. It amazes me how Jesus who made water was looking for water. It amazes me how Jesus decided to put water in the sky and call it rain. Jesus decided to put water in the thing and call it an ocean. He decided to put water and call it a lake. Jesus who is the one that created it is looking for a drink. The question is what is Jesus thirsty for? When I look and try to figure out what is he thirsty for, he's thirsty to be with his father. Why do you say that? Because the word before me was saying, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Then as he's here, he's feeling, uh, he's feeling a thirst to be with his father. But what else is he thirsty for? He's thirsty for his condition to be fixed. He's looking for a solution. What? Do you do in the midst of pain? You look to your father because you know that your father can lift you up. You know that your father can pick you up. What he's going through is very bitter, but yet he's looking for a way out. Who can fix his pain? His father can fix his pain. Who can help him along the way? Jesus, who is our savior, is looking for someone to satisfy his thirst. Uh, but then I, as I prepare to close, I notice that sometimes us human beings try to look for things to satisfy us. Well, how do you know that? Because when we lost that job, we were thirsty for a job promotion. Uh, when we look for that car, we were thirsty for a car. When we tried to look for that boyfriend or girlfriend, they could not satisfy our thirst. But I believe in the midst of a pandemic, God can satisfy your thirst. Yes, I was going through some vinegar, but there is vinegar. Victory on the way. Yes, I'm going through something bitter, but there is blessings about to come. Yes, I'm going through some pain. Oh, but there's some purpose about to come. Is there anybody here that says, yes, I was going through something. Yes, I was going through some problems. But yet when I called on God, he satisfied my thirst. Oh, I'm so glad 
accept today that God satisfies my thirst. Oh, because when I lost that job, that job couldn't fix it for me. I realized that when I looked around the other way, that couldn't fix it. When people walked away from me, that did not satisfy my thirst. But when I called on the name of Jesus, Jesus was the only one that could satisfy my thirst. Yes, I was trying to figure things out. But when I looked up to the Lord and said, I thirst, he gave me a cup. Because in my cup, he fills it up. We see, I'm so glad on the morning that God fills my cup. Many people try to fill my cup, but they cannot fill it. But when I look to Jesus, he's able to fill it up. That's why the song says, Lord, fill my cup and let it overflow. Is there anybody here that says, yes, I was going through some vinegar. Yes, I was going through some trials. But there is victory on the other side. Yes, I'm going through some pain in my life. But God can give me something that no one else can give me. Because I'm reminded of the hymn. It said, I heard the voice of Jesus sing, telling me to fight on. He promised never to leave me. Never to leave me alone. Yes, I'm going through something right now. But God can give me victory. Yes, I'm suffering right now. But God is the only one that can take me to another level. Is there anybody here that says, yes, I was thirsty. Yes, I was looking for something. But God is able to pick me back up again. Is there anybody here that says, Lord, I thank you for satisfying my thirst. Lord, I thank you for giving me what I need. You see, but then I'm reminded of the last song. And it says, I heard the voice of Jesus say, come unto me and rest. Lay down that weary one. Lay down that head upon that breast. I came to Jesus just as I was. Every wanted is sad. I found in him a resting place. He has made me glad. Aren't you glad this morning that Jesus heard you and did mine out? Aren't you glad this morning that God heard your voice? I'm so glad that he heard me. Everybody else didn't fix it. But Jesus is the only one that can fix my life. Jesus is the only one that can pick me up and turn me around. Yes, I was messed up, but when I needed his blood, the question was, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? But the blood of Jesus, what can fix this world today is the blood of Jesus. What can fix our churches today is the blood of Jesus. For it reaches to the highest mountain, to the lower valley, the blood, the blood of Jesus. It doesn't matter what blood type you are. You need the blood of Jesus. Why do you say that? Because one day I was sinking deep in sin. From the peaceful shore. Very deeply. Staying within. Sinking. But rise no more. But the master of the sea. He heard my despairing cry. From the waters, he lifted me. Now save am I? It was his love, his love that lifted me. But then I said, I have victory.
victory. In the name of Jesus, we have the victory. In the name of Jesus, we have the victory. Victory in your home. Victory in your house. Victory in your child. For the last time, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I was going through, but I have victory. You know that you have victory. Stand on your feet and say, Lord, Lord, I thank you for victory. Victory everywhere you go. Victory every single day. I am a living witness that God can give you victory. If you believe it, say yes. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank God.